Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, including your stories. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. We love to tell listeners stories. And this is the only show in the country where America is the star, where the American people are the star. By the way, if you'd like to support all that we're doing here, it is a 501c3, a nonprofit. And you can support us by going to OurAmericanStories.com. Give a little, give a lot. It's tax deductible. Do your part. And it can share what we're doing with friends and with neighbors because there are so few things we can share with each other that's content. And now we have... Carla Duerson on to share a story with us, and she is a student of one of our regular contributors, author Leslie Leyland Fields. 
Carla is sharing with us the story of her daughter, Wiley. Here is Carla. How do I begin a story that seems to have begun long before I was born? How can I go back far enough to show how all the tributaries ran along to cause this river that is my life? There is not a way I can see now except to begin somewhere and trust that those small streams will reveal themselves even in the flow of mightier water. Choroid plexus cysts. Choroid plexus cysts. I turned these alien words over in my mind and tried them in my mouth. Was I saying it right? Gavin and I were in the Subaru and trying to decide if we could continue with our plan. It says here that most of the time they just resolve. They don't cause any harm, it seems. I murmured these words to him as I scrolled through several health articles describing these intruders found on our unborn baby's brain in an anatomy scan. Should we still get the balloon? Gavin wondered aloud. We should, I resolved. He pulled into the Dollar Tree. He went in and gave the employee the sealed envelope the sonographer had prepared for our gender reveal surprise and the box to hide either a blue or pink balloon. In the meantime, I called my best friend from the passenger seat in the parking lot. Elizabeth, they found cysts on the baby's brain and maybe a problem with the heart. I'm so sorry, she breathed. I knew she was. There are no platitudes and cliches. She is familiar with suffering. She is full of empathy and love. We cried and prayed the rest of the short way home with the balloon in the box in the back of the car. We stopped in the driveway. This would not be the only time we would wonder how to face our family of five children with news we did not understand, let alone know how to bear. We took deep breaths and went inside knowing that, in the midst of the painful mystery of what had just happened, there was apparent joy. We gathered in our living room and decided to video the momentous occasion. Our eldest man-child hovered over his younger brother and three younger sisters, who almost all thought the balloon would be blue. The eldest sister decided to go with pink. I'm going to say it's a girl because I want you to know, baby, that if you're a girl, I believe in you. She announced this to the camera. We sliced the box open and we all gasped, laughed, and marveled at the pink balloon that floated up to the ceiling. It did seem to take the heaviness of the what-ifs off our shoulders. Everything felt lighter in the wonder of our baby girl, Margaret Wiley. From the beginning, she has been full of surprises. Her story barely feels like it's mine, too. Yet I was there. I remember the nausea. I remember the faces in mine comforting, supporting, helping. I remember the room and the thoughts and the unfolding. I was there. We were doing this together, this being born. 
After the anatomy scan, with the croid plexus cysts on the brain and the possible heart abnormality, we were scheduled to see a high-risk obstetrician. I was expecting it to be nothing, something easily explained away. She is just fine, I imagined the doctor saying. He said nothing of the kind. You see her heart here? It does not have a wall where one should be. I felt like he was talking so fast, and my heartbeat joined his rapid cadence. He could see the cysts, but their presence was more evidence for his final evaluation, not necessarily a problem in themselves. I am quite certain that your daughter has Down syndrome. My heart dropped. I asked him to say it all again. Her growth, the cysts, the heart defect, it all added up, in his estimation, to a genetic disorder. Then came the offers of how to move forward or not move forward with the pregnancy. We can arrange for any or all of it right here in the office. We asked for a moment. Reeling, I dropped my legs off the side of the exam table toward Gavin. We knew that advanced maternal age carried risks, and we also knew that we did not want to end this life that had begun. We explained that conviction for the first of many times when the doctor re-entered the room. We also opted for a blood test in which they could use a sample of mine to find Wiley's genetic information. It was not diagnostic, like an amniocentesis would be, but for the time being it felt safer to us. We did not realize that safety, as we knew it, would no longer be an option anymore. And you're listening to Carla Dewerson, and you're hearing her tell the story of her pregnancy and the news that she learned, well, that no parent wants to hear that her daughter was going to be born almost for sure with Down syndrome. When we come back, more of Carla Dewerson's story here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we continue with Our American Stories, and we've been listening to Carla Dewerson share the story of her daughter, Wiley. While pregnant with her, Carla and her husband, Gavin, found out that there were cysts on Wiley's brain and holes in her heart, all signs of Down syndrome. We return to Carla. The next step was to have a heart scan with a pediatric cardiologist. What other questions do you have? He asked. So, if you repair her heart, she could run around and play ball. Absolutely. We can repair children's hearts 
and they can have the potential to live a happy, normal life. This amazing doctor, with the assistance of skilled sonographers, examined our little Wiley's tiny heart and found that she had a large hole between her ventricles, a small one between the chambers of her atrium, and a very leaky valve. He spoke clearly and candidly about human limits. We did not yet know what her genetic condition might be, but looking at her heart, he conjectured that she could be born at our local children's hospital and would not need emergency surgery for her heart. We left the appointment marveling at the technology and knowledge that could assist the tiniest of people. On a Tuesday morning following, I answered the call from the high-risk obstetrician. I'm sorry to tell you that the test has different results than expected. I thought it was trisomy 21, but the test came back with a strong likelihood of trisomy 18. Frozen. I knew. I knew what that meant. In researching choroid plexus cysts, I had come across information about trisomy 18, Edward syndrome, the next most common after trisomy 21, Down syndrome. And Edward's prognosis is incredibly bleak. Most people choose not to continue the pregnancy. Of those that do continue, only 50% are born living. Of those who do live, 90 to 95% pass away before their first birthdays. I thought our baby was going to have the love chromosome, not the death chromosome. I grieved and we prayed. Wiley tipped her cards a few times. She shot up a clenched fist in an ultrasound, which is a common trisomy 18 trait. She grew, but very slowly, Another telltale sign. Her brain was abnormal. Other moms on this journey described the same experience I had. The strangeness of carrying a bustling, busy baby on the inside, who is given almost zero chance of making it on the outside. The day came when our doctor told us it was time for new cuisine and fresh air. The placenta, also affected by the genetic disorder, was not serving her well anymore. For the first time in my experience of motherhood, I chose between a Monday and Tuesday for an induction. The struggle was real. Preparing for her birth, I could feel the temptation to pull away from my daughter. The idea of having to let her go was so painful. I wanted to protect my heart. I prepared myself for the worst in hopes of getting over the loss more quickly. But in the midst of this emotional removal, a friend reminded me that Wiley needed me. Like many other times in which something felt impossible, forgiveness, letting go, choosing mercy over judgment, I felt God helping me open my heart all the way to my precious girl. I realized either way, whether alive on earth or in heaven, I would still have the chance to hold her. This encounter became my new focus. I knew I would never receive a gift of which I was more afraid. On the scheduled day, Wiley was born, but not into my arms. She was born into the hands of doctors who 
pulled her from my body and onto tiny beds with machines as Gavin and I held hands. We didn't know if she was coming or leaving. Goodbye was easier to imagine than hello. Yet Gavin went to her, held her body, and announced, She is breathing, Car. She is breathing. I reeled, and it began receiving Wiley. A few long hours later, on May 8th, she was placed into my arms. I did not know how to hold her. She had tubes and cords and leads springing from her. In my disbelief, I cradled my daughter gently. She was born weighing four pounds and eight ounces. I trembled beneath her weight. She was like the break of day. A constant prayer flowed silently from my heart. How, Lord, how do I hold her? With her tiny body and her determination, Wiley brought with her a deep sense of the present. I dared not leave it. Along with that, she attracted hands, so many hands, family, friends, nurses, technicians, doctors, social workers, dietitians, volunteers, clerks, neighbors, therapists, so many people to hold us. We would have fallen, Gavin, Wiley, our other children, me. We would have crumbled if it weren't for the grip of people who carried our burdens and met our needs. Through those hands and prayers, Wiley endured three holes in her lungs, an open heart surgery, arrhythmias, a pericardial effusion, pulmonary hypertension, seizures, RSV, and numerous infections with intubations. We wondered more than once if she was leaving this world. On one occasion, I looked upon my daughter with such sorrow and cried out to God to know how to endure witnessing her suffering. But slowly, she was gaining. With great awe, I witnessed my daughter choosing us, choosing to stay. Now, these days, we gather what she has sown. She is thriving. She is still the gift that inspires me. She still attracts a crowd of helpers and admirers. She still takes our breath but in a whole different way. Trisomy 18 has become a welcome death sentence. We are glad that our small, comfortable life has died. We were glad to put to death selfishness in our family. Wiley's trisomy 18 diagnosis has been a death to living with a false sense of control and misplaced trust. Receiving her, just as she is, has been a gift of a new kind of life with God and an amazing time of living with her in the here and now. In light of time's uncertainty, heaven and eternity have never seemed sweeter or more real. I have a song for her, 
I change the words to Edelweiss and sing them over her. The Edelweiss flower grows in the high altitude of the Alps and is a symbol for bravery, courage, and love. How fitting for our mighty warrior. Wily girl, wily girl, every morning you greet me, soft and light, sweet and bright. You look happy to meet me. Blossoms of love, will you bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. Wily girl, wily girl, bless my daughter forever. And a special thanks to Carla Dewerson for sharing her story. The story of Carla Dewerson and her husband and her baby girl Wiley here on Our American Stories. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, big ones and small ones. If we keep them bottled up, boy, that can be a real problem. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know people who've profoundly benefited from therapy, learning everything from coping skills to setting boundaries in their life. You don't have to have experienced major trauma to benefit from therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's safe. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash OAS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash OAS. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash OAS. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue here on Our American Stories, and we love to tell stories about businesses and business owners, and particularly family-owned businesses that start small and grow. It's the American dream, folks, and it's still alive no matter what folks say. And this next story is the story of Christopher Donahue and his family business, a business his father founded called Federated Investors, and the company handles over $459 billion in customer assets. Let's go to Chris Donahue, chairman of Federated Investors. Dad was one of five, he had four sisters. Mom was one of eight, four boys, four girls. And dad went to West Point, graduated in class of 46, and then was in the Strategic Air Command, which was in the Army Air Corps in Roswell, New Mexico, where I was born. The atomic weapon that we had, we had two of them in the interregnum period, World War II and Korea. And their B-29, won the right to be the one to carry that. So they had to create air-to-air refueling and all sorts of other stories associated with that. His job description coming out of West Point was to fly the atomic bomb from Roswell over the Aleutian Islands, get refueled and drop it in Kubitschek in central Russia where the Ruskies were building their bomb. And one time he was telling us this when we were on a fishing trip. I said, well, Dad, wait a second. If you got enough fuel to get from Roswell to the Aleutians, and now you're going to go to Kubitschek, what then? He said, yeah, somebody asked the CEO that one time, and he said, gentlemen, don't forget that Turkey is a friendly power. Now, I know a little bit about geography. I said, well, Dad, that's a one-way trip. We switch subjects. So it was a one-way trip. That was the job description they had. As I look at it, if you're, you know, betting the nation on guys, that's a pretty good bet. I know that guy. I'd I'd go with that because he was both the bombardier and the pilot on that plane, which meant he had to know all the circuitry, arm the weapon, and all that kind of stuff. So... 
uh, he spent, I think, $48, which back then was huge, and bought a mutual fund investment correspondence course from Forbes magazine. And became totally enamored of it, began to teach it to others at Maxwell Air Force Base. And then when he came back here, thought the mutual fund business was going to be a great business. Whereupon he got two of his buddies from high school, Dick Fisher, who was selling cars at a Cadillac dealer in East Liberty, and Tom Donnelly, who was a lawyer coming out of the University of Michigan. And they put together a firm to offer mutual funds, which they thought was a great concept and still is because you get professional management and diversification all at a reasonable cost to a regular investor. And putting money in pools is still a big, big, big deal uh, today. And so they started that in the 50s and then by 55 they had formed uh, Federated Investors Inc. Interestingly enough, the three founding fathers had 27 children among them, over 100 grandchildren, and now, I don't know if it's 135 or 140 great-grandchildren. The comment was always that they had to create more funds in order to feed the growing brood, and that's about uh, how, how it all happened, and hence the moniker of uh, faith, of family, and federated. And that's how my dad put it, that's how I put it. My mother said that oftentimes it was federated faith and family. So these modest disputations notwithstanding, uh, these were important ingredients. The family, the faith, and federated. While I was in law school here at Pitt, I worked half-time at my uncle's law office, which my grandfather had set up, and then half-time at Federated, and was deciding back and forth what, where to go, what to do. And the then CFO, Ed Gonzalez, said, well, what are your uncles offering you? And I said, X. He said, well, I'll give you a few thousand dollars more than X. Well, we graduated law school. We already had four children, I mean, by the time of the bar exam. So, a few thousand more was a big deal. And he gave me another speech on how the opportunities had federated and all that, but I have to admit that glazed over the other concept. And then I never looked back. I think I was the 35th employee, something like that. Coming here was a great decision, but I didn't have to make all that many. Back then you weren't thinking about, oh, do this, do that, you're off. It was just keep your head down and keep going, which in many ways is a lot easier uh, than all of the opportunities the young people have today. There's a huge difference that, that can't be quantified between founding fathers and subsequent managers. What it takes to be a founding father is completely different and the dedication, the numbers of years of, are we gonna make it, are we not? But it does put in thoughts that are very important, like survival really counts. And owner operators think about survival as a very important thing. So it isn't so much following in the footsteps because the marketplace that we deal with changes so much that there is no following in the footsteps. There's maintaining the culture and enhancing the culture, but the footsteps aren't what you can 
re really deal with at, at this point in the game. So it isn't that much of a burden. I don't feel as a burden or haul us around because you can never equal that which the founding fathers uh, did. You do the best you can with the crew you got and proceed along and that's the way it is. The, one of the themes that my dad had that we've kept through the company and through these other things is the dignity of the individual human being. They didn't have an employee handbook in the 50s and 60s. So it was always, well, you get to paint your own picture. You just have to stay on the canvas. And paint your own picture is a very strong enabling concept. It respects the dignity and talent of the individual says you can decide how to arrange the colors. Someone else in the company is painting another picture and he may have a right to suggest a little more red in the picture, but the person with the brush has the ultimate saying. But you have to stay on the canvas, which means you can't go on another guy's canvas, but it also shows you there's a lot of creativity involved. And that comes out of the beauty of each individual human. Not, we don't get it right all the time, and there are imperfections, but it is that dignity of the human person that we hope pervades this organization and then sets the stage for how you look at people, how you look at things, and how you conduct yourself in the community. And when we come back, we continue with Chris Donahue, who's the chairman of Federated Investors, and this is a family story, if ever there was one. My goodness. Three founders, 27 children, 100-plus grandchildren. That's quite an achievement by itself. And they had to create more funds to feed the growing brood, was the thinking over in the family, in the Donahue family and the other founders. My goodness, what a lot of mouths to feed, what a lot of responsibility. And that theme, the dignity of the individual human being and how they were able to keep the quality of the culture even as the industry changed from day to day and from year to year. When we come back, more of the story of Federated Investors, more of Chris Donahue's story, his family story, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we return to Our American Stories, and we heard earlier about how Federated Investors is run, the company. Now it's time to hear how the family is run. Let's get back to the story of Chris Donahue. Well, the deepest sense of fulfillment probably comes out of the family. I mean, just last week I was holding the triplets born to my niece, that are identical boys. Now this is a one in 200 million shot. And they're what, four weeks old. So this is incomparable joy. Chris and Anne have been blessed with 38 of our own grandchildren. 38, that's far out. And you can only have gratitude with each of them. One of the other things we try to do is um, teach those kids fishing. And the only way to teach a kid fishing is to teach him catching. And I assure you, you get more pleasure out of a grandchild catching than you ever got fishing or catching. Family needs protected, it needs strengthened. Um, It's where the basic teaching of everything occurs. You read any study and by the time the child is five or six, they've got most of their stuff figured out, mostly whether they are loved or not. And this is very important. And you take the other formation attitudes uh, as well. So it is in effect a domestic church. And the mom and dad have the duties of making that work. And I think it's just a critical ingredient to society. One of the things we used to do in the family was, you know, we'd have family dinner, remember those? And we basically had the attitude that any question can come up. 
And so one day, uh, my son in seventh grade, this will pinpoint it, says, hey, was that stuff Bill Clinton doing a violation of your marriage promise? Well, this is kind of annoying because A, it means they're talking about it. B, it means they know what they're doing. And C, it means they're discussing whether this is really a violation. Well, this really frosted me. Now, we handled it in a nice way. And, 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 and so what really happens is the kids learn. They can ask anything. They actually learn the truth of the matter. Uh, they learn a little bit about fidelity, which is a big plus. And now that kid has a beautiful wife, five children, and is proceeding along. And I presume he is forming his kids uh, in, in a similar fashion. Dad had nine daughters. So he wants them all married up nice and proper. So his rule was, you're not allowed to go out with the guy the second time unless you're convinced he'll be a good husband and a good father. He never enforced it. So I didn't think much of it. And along the way, you talk to different people, some having a tough divorce, and they say, well, what happened to his, with your sisters, with your dads? I said, oh, no, the brothers, we, we were really good at bringing in the proper brothers-in-law. You know, they were real good to bring in, just enough that you could beat them in all the sports, though, so don't forget that. But in any event, they did, that got rejected, and, and I said, well, yeah, well, dad had this rule, but I didn't think much of the rule. And the woman said, gee whiz, no one ever told me that. I go, what do you mean? Oh, I never told you that. So I go back to my father and I say, hey, you never enforced that rule. What's the deal? He goes, you really don't understand anything. That rule's not for enforcing. That rule's only for repeating. And that's as good as you can do. So I went right back to my five daughters and started laying the rule on them. And it really came home one time when one of the one of the girls had just been dumped by her boyfriend. And we're right coming out of St. Paul's Cathedral, walking down the street, she's in tears. And we're walking down and she says, well, dad, you know, um, I'm really glad that you have that Grandy's rule. But I forgot to add that I told them they didn't have to follow Grandy's rule. That's what we called my dad. Uh, but if you didn't follow it, then I'd pick the husbands. And so this one who objected to that the most then says, Oh, I'm having a tough time, and I'm really glad you said that because I know you'll take care of me and protect the, and pick a husband. I go, oh, man. Well, that's not what happened. But that's a full cycle on, on that kind of a thing. So it was one that I sort of knew because I had heard it, but I didn't believe it. And if I, and I tell them this, exactly this rule, that don't go out with a guy the second time unless you're convinced you'll be a good husband and father. I've added and help you get to heaven. Okay. Um, then one day somebody says, well, wait a second. He had four sons. What did he say? He said, he never said anything to the four sons. Well, wait a second, dad, what's that about? He said, all you guys are going to do is try to find the closest girl you can find that's like your mother. And I can't improve on that. So I'm not saying anything. Now, this is wisdom beyond the ages, but those are take home value things. As, uh, to anybody, in my opinion. I had kind of a uh, hard-nosed and didactic approach, which I always enjoyed. 
punishments were worthy and terrific. If they didn't make their bed and I saw it, I'd flip the whole bed, the mattress, and rip everything off, close the door, and now they had a problem. Stuff like that. And some of the punishments needed a certain amount of amelioration, communication. So we had family court. And family court was a deal where if you got a punishment, you had the right to go to family court and get it changed. And it was truly empowered to change the punishment. Or if there was a disputation between two siblings, they could go to family court. And family court consisted of, you could have a judge, a single judge, and would be anybody in the house. So when Ann's dad was alive, he was picked periodically. Pop Pop Carey, he was, he was known as a fair judge. And there was one example where one child was in charge of the dog and then dedicated that to the other child while they went out or something. The dog made a mess on the porch. So who's responsible? And they're each pointing the finger. So they go to family court and Ann's dad says, well, you get the scooper and you get the hose and we'll declare victory and move on. That, that kind of a thing. There were other cases where we had a rule that if you got a speeding ticket, you would lose your driver's license for a semester. And we enforced this. This was not an unforced thing because I didn't want dead or maimed kids. You see, that would be bad for me. So it's all about me. But no, nonetheless, then they had a chance to go to court. And one time, one of the daughters went to court, but she didn't take the court seriously because she thought that everybody would roll me. But she didn't take the court seriously. And the way you went to court was if, if there were friends in the house, whoever was there, you declare the court. And if the other side of it agrees, that's the court, that's the jury. And so she picked the jury. We each made our said, you could pick a lawyer if you wanted and do whatever. And the jury in that case came back and said, well, instead of a full semester, you only have two months of penalty. She was furious, but that was the penalty that was, you know, put into play. So it was a way to dampen things. And then you also got to get it out and it was a forum for getting out, but it had to be empowered with the real decision-making to make it work. They learn to get along with each other or have a system for solving things as opposed to a permanent disdain for the other one, which was its goal. You gotta have a forum where you work things out. I'll give you another example. We had a rule that we didn't care if you fought between yourselves, go have at it. It's gonna be stuff, so go solve it. But if it's within my earshot or sight, then I'm really upset. And whatever it is you're fighting about is gonna be removed. So there were several examples of this. The best was the two girls are fighting about a Barbie car that happened to fit perfectly in the garbage crusher. And so they had been warned not to be fighting about it. They were fighting about it. So the garbage car goes in the crusher. You turn it on, it makes a great sound. And all of a sudden they realize they have to solve their own problems inter se. Not so good for the Barbie car. I'd probably go to jail for this kind of stuff today. But nonetheless, I'm telling you the real stuff of what, what we did. But it teaches the kids to their relationship is not worth the car. And they have to learn to solve their own problems. You just can't go uh, going up to mom and dad 
and solve the problems. You know, hit the bar, get a pellet. Hit the bar, get a pellet. No, these are other human beings and you got to learn to deal with them. And what a great story. And thanks to Chris Donahue for spending the time with us, both on the business and how it's run and the values that run and shape that business and that the dad and his partners shaped that culture. And then the culture of the family and the most important unit there is in America is the family unit. We know this. We know this deeply. People of faith, Catholics like Chris Donahue deeply understand it and are doing everything they can to preserve the family unit. I don't know how society runs without it. Chris Donahue, the Donahue family, the Federated Investors family, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.